You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And right now, joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is the voice of the Brooklyn Nets, Chris Carino. Chris, how's the season been treating you so far? Uh, hey guys, so it's it's uh, it's been a little up and down, but uh, you know it's it, you try not to get too uh, carried away in run, in one direction or the other in the first three games of the season. So, but uh, other than that, you know, broadcasts are good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, Chris, let me ask you a question that I don't think I've I've asked anyone before. What Uh-oh. what do you Where's think? You going with this, Trista? What do you think the amount of time is for a broadcaster to really get a pulse on? who the team that they cover is going to be. It's interesting. We, we, we've had, the, I've had this conversation. In fact, I was talking to my partner, Tim Capstraw today about it. Um, I think it's 20 to 25 games. You know, I really do. I think it's 20 to 25 games to really understand um, how a team's going to handle the ups and downs, how they're going to handle uh, if a guy misses a game or two, um, what they're going to look like against a real uh, rainbow of competition, not just uh, certain types of teams, how they're going to handle going up against teams they should beat and teams that are in their league. You know, so I, I, I do think you can tell a lot, obviously, uh, in the first couple of games, but I really think that it's the same way with players. Like I had a, I kind of had a five-year rule. Like a, you, you can't really make an, a, a judgment on a guy till he's had five years in the league. And then that's kind of who he is. And I think with the, you know, I remember, I remember talking to a college basketball coach about this when I was at Fordham, Nick McCartrick. And he said, you know, NBA teams, you got about 20 to 25 games to figure out who you are. He goes, but the problem with college is that's a season. Mm. And I think that points to the sort of the, the, the difference between the two, you know, sports. But, uh, but yeah, and I, I really do, I kind of do have a theory on that. I think it's like 20 to 25 games to kind of see who they are. It's interesting because as you say that, I'm thinking about the Boston Celtics that were, I want to say, one or two games under 500 in January. And so yep. for, for them to sort of change identity, is it something that you think in that particular case or certain cases where you could see the writing on the wall that they could be a good team? And then they just sort of put yeah. things together and then and there was some foreshadowing or does that kind of a thing come out of nowhere? Yeah, I, I, last year was a, that Celtics were an extreme example, but because of, because of the drastic nature of that turnaround. Um, but it, it's funny, that conversation I was having today, that's <laughs> the team that came up and that was the time of, um, of the season. So uh, I think you, you know, sometimes you can see it coming. Sometimes you say, wow, they're a sleeping giant or, you know, just there has to be a, a somebody's got to get it. You got to flick a switch, you know, but I, I, I think it, it, it can be drastic like that. I just, I just think it takes some time for team to figure out, 
you know, who they are. And the Celtics finally figured out last year that they were just going to be this, you know, tough ball movement, defend, and, and they were going to hang their hat on that. And, and that's what took them. I mean, that's what carried them. So I, that's a great example. And I really, you know, some teams don't need to make a drastic turnaround, you know, but, but there are some that can. And I think after that 20 to 25 period, game period, there aren't going to be a lot of surprises after that. Mm. Chris, you've seen Brooklyn play two really good Western Conference teams so far. You saw them play the Pelicans on opening night. You saw Memphis last night. Just from from a bird's eye view, would you say you were more impressed with New Orleans or Memphis after calling both of those games? You know, I think with with Memphis, you you kind of got the kind of team you were anticipating. I think because you saw it last year. Um, With New Orleans... I remember going into that game, building up to it because it's the first game of the year and you're, you're focused on it. And I remember saying, wow, you know what? They got CJ McCollum last year. That's good leadership there. Ingram was good. You know, the big question is going to be, what does Zion look like? You know, but if he's good, man, that could be pretty good. Right. And man, they were just, they were better than even expected. And, you know, with, with, um, you know, Jonas Valanciunas as well, you know, they've got, such size and not just length. You know, the, people talked about the Nets having size. Nets have length. They don't really have size. New Orleans has length and they have size. I mean, guys that are, they're a wall. So um, between the leadership, of the veteran leadership there in Valentinus and McCollum, the toughness, I mean, Brandon Ingram, it, it's not a fluke anymore. I mean, this is about four years in a row where we're seeing him be an elite scorer. Um, and, 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 you know the coaching is there. I guess it's just a really good group. I, I, I said it after the game, and I don't, I don't hope it wasn't just a, an immediacy bias, but I'm like, that team has as good a chance as anybody to get to the finals in the West. I really think that if they could stay healthy, I mean that's always going to be the big key. But can they stay healthy? But they've got the talent, man, to do it. I agree. Chris, you talked about the fit with this team, and you know you got to give it some time. But Ben Simmons, seventeen points, fourteen fouls this season. He's fouled out in two of the three games he's played in. Do you feel like he is yeah. a fit with this team? You know, and do you feel like just these guys fit together? Because last year I was so excited for this team, and I just feel like they're not really enjoyable right now. I don't really, you know, the ticket sales dead last in the NBA. I just feel like there should be more excitement, and right now, it's just really not there this season. Yeah, I, I, I well, first of all, that last comment, I think it. They sold out the first two games, yeah. and they have one of the smaller arenas. It, it, and that story that came out was a was the season ticket holders. Um, they're still selling that you know they still did a good job getting the people in the seats those first two games, and they were great. The yeah. Crowds were great. Um, but the other part of it, I think Ben Sim- the 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 theoretical Ben Simmons, the one that we've seen be an All NBA player, uh, first team All Defense, runner up for Defensive Player of the Year. That player fits perfectly yeah. with the Nets. It's, are we going to get to that player? And, you know, he hadn't played in a year and a half. So you, you've got to, and, and these you know, training camp's short now. The team's only been together for a month. Um, and, and so I, I really do think that he, his game is a fit, but he has to get to the level of where we thought he could be. And if he's not, if he can never get to that level, then it's not a matter of being a fit. It's, you know, some of these guys have to execute. If they can't, they're not, they're not going to help. So I, I think his, you know, you, when, you, when you've got Durant Irving, you've got all the offense you need. You can need a ball mover. You need somebody that's going to get the push the pace, which he does. And you need somebody who's going to be a lockdown defender. 
And it was disappointing to see a guy like uh, like Desmond Bain go off last night in the third quarter. You know, they they had a letdown in the third quarter. He goes off. He gets a career high thirty eight points, and 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 that shouldn't happen with good defensive teams. And you know, they brought in Royce O'Neal and they brought in Ben Simmons, thinking they're going to shore up defensively. And it's been a little bit of a disappointment. But again, Ben hasn't played in a long time. He it looks like it. This team hasn't been together for a long time. It looks like it. You got to give it a little time to see if they can gel. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What do you think it's going to take for the Nets to be an elite defensive team? And do you think or how much do you think that all depends on or hinges on Ben Simmons? You know what, Trist? I think it does. I think if I think it does hinge a lot on Ben Simmons because the guy, as we mentioned, was a runner-up for defensive player of the year a few years ago. He's an all-defensive team player. So you add that kind of player to a team, they're going to be better. And they're, it's if, and if he's not, then you're, you're, you're not. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it's going to be when you add that kind of player. He should, if he's healthy and he gets back, again, a little more confident, he should be an impact player on the defensive end. Do they need to be an elite defensive team? I always said, do they need to be the 85 Bears? No, they don't, because you can score with Durant and Kyrie Irving. I mean, you look at last night, they put up 124 points on the, on the Memphis Grizzlies, who were you know, a pretty good defensive team, but they gave up 134. So, yes, they need guys to help them be defensively. Just be, you know, be, be, a, be a decent defensive team, and they'll win games but you can't be a bad defensive team. Chris, Milwaukee's coming up tomorrow for the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously a big matchup. Just being around the team, covering the team, is Milwaukee, is that the the team that you think Brooklyn gets up for the most, would you say? Um, I wouldn't say that's what they get up for the most. I, I, I think they have developed a nice little rivalry with them going back to that playoff series a couple of years ago where, you know, think about it. The Nets lost James Harden in the first game. They lost Kyrie Irving in game four. And, you know, they still were the tips of two toes away from winning that series. And, 
eventually the Bucks are going to win a championship. And it may have been, I, I still say to this day, if either Harden or Kyrie Irving had not gotten injured in that series, uh, Nets probably win a championship. So, you know, you know, Giannis sort of, Kyrie Irving still feels like Giannis undercut him. And uh, that came back in a, in a preseason game this year where a similar thing kind of happened. I don't necessarily think he did, but um, it came back and there was a little bad blood there. So, uh, you know, you know, rivalries and teams getting up for one another, that's, that's playoff competition. That comes from playoff competition. And they had a great playoff series. And last year the Nets were in that building and got smoked on the night where Milwaukee got their rings. Um, it's hard to read over the personality of this team. I don't, the last couple of years, they don't seem to be the team. They're, they're pretty much the same. It's not like all of a sudden you see them come out and they get fired up to play one team or another. And that's a, it's a good thing and a bad thing too. You know, sometimes I, I used to think, you know, sometimes they thought last year they downplayed some of these big matchups and, and didn't play well in them. And I said, you know what, maybe they shouldn't be downplaying these big matchups. They should be getting up for them. Uh, so we'll see. You know, we'll see how they come out in that game against the Bucks. Uh, but they're pretty even keeled. The, the one good thing, and the Nets have had a really difficult schedule to start the year. Yeah. Uh, when you think of New Orleans, and then Toronto is always a tough team, and uh, and then Memphis, and they've got to go to Milwaukee, and then it's going to be the second of a back-to-back at home against Dallas. Um, you know, it's not always a bad thing to start the year against the best in the NBA because you then there's no fool's gold there. There's no beating bad teams and thinking you're, you've got it all figured out. No, these teams are exposing some of your weaknesses right now. So it, it, you're going to, you might take some L's, but you're, you're, you're learning more about your team than maybe if you played some of the weaker teams in the NBA. So if you want a silver lining out of a tough schedule, I think that's it. You know, they're, they're going up against big physical teams, good teams, good superstar players, and you're seeing now, all right, well, this is what we have to do to improve. Uh, Chris, we only got about two more minutes, but I know you were on the call for Seahawks Chargers, and nobody saw this coming from the Seahawks, especially Geno Smith. Do you think they're for real, and what he's doing right now is for real? Because, I mean, after eight weeks, nine weeks, I think I, I think the uh, sample size is big enough that he might be a top-five quarterback right now. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, much the way we talked about a team figuring out who they are, you know, a quarter of the way to the season. I mean, you're more than a quarter of the way through the NFL season. So it's not a fluke. I mean, when you're seven weeks in and you're over 500 and you're in first place, I mean, the, the thing about Seattle is they always have such a under Pete Carroll. There's, there's such great camaraderie, you know, being on the field before the game, just, there just seemed, you know, we were on the field before every game and you just see certain teams, the way they go about their business. And with Seattle, it's very much, there's a, there's a brotherhood, a camaraderie, you know, there's a, and there's a competition within the team. I mean, Brian Baldinger talked about it on the broadcast the other day. We talked about it for years with the Seahawks competition Wednesday, they go out and fight for their jobs. And um, now they don't have so much tied up in their salary cap, the quarterback spot. And Geno Smith is being accurate and he's been a leader and they've, they filled in the gaps defensively with guys they've lost, man, good young secondary and uh, started to build a young core. I was really happy about what, what Seattle's done there, and uh, and I'm impressed by it. I think they're for real. I think they could be a playoff team. Yeah, they're kind of having the season, especially offensively, that I thought the Chargers were going to have. But uh, thanks so much for joining yeah. us, man, and giving us a couple minutes. 
And uh, good you luck the guys. rest of the way. Yeah, thank you so right. much. Thanks, Chris. All right, guys. Always a pleasure. Take care, guys. That was Chris Carino, voice of the Brooklyn Nets, Compass Media. He joined us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more good stuff right there. He's from good. He just has a lot of – he's very well measured. He's kind of like the Sweeney Murdy of uh, of the Brooklyn Nets. What you a know? great job, too. You're like, just like – Watching KD and Kyrie every night, and then it's like, oh, I think I'll fly to uh, watch it's like it Justin Herbert and you doesn't know, really Gino matter if it's uh, if the fire is all around him. You can tell he's like, you know, I yeah. am not involved in this. Yeah. You know, he's very much disassociated from. Yeah, we're always like trying to get him to say something us, bad about. Tell ben us Simmons. how bad Ben Simmons is, and <laughs> yeah. he's like, I know how bad Ben Simmons is. Like, Yo, Chris, I heard he's uh, the reason that. Uh, does he have any, you know what I'm going to ask him the one. next time is, and he better have an answer. Does Ben Simmons have like real friends on this team? Like what's their relationship? We saw that photo. Let's bring him back on the line. We saw, <laughs> we saw that photo where they were, they were at the pizza shop and it was KD and Kyrie talking directly to one another. And it was like Ben Simmons off to the side memes galore. Like, does he have real friends? Cause in Philly, his, his friend was really just the photographer of the Sixers. Do, do you kind of wonder though, like, do you know that's facts? Would you really wanna like be friends with anybody on that team though? Either like you have Kyrie talking your head off about God knows what. Katie's oh, so I'm moody. Sure. I'm sure. Like there one is... day Katie's probably awesome to be around. Then the next day he's just. Like... I feel like they all are kind of like that. Very mercurial. Very like up and down kind of dudes. Yeah. Well, I hate them right now because they did not uh, cover the one and a half. They weren't last going. Night. They never <laughs> were gonna. Well, they could have for me. Now you know they don't get up for big games, Ryan. They don't get up for big games.